Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay. Hi. Not <laughs> <laughs> my my brightest moment. Okay, you're catching us raw. We, Talia's been in the room for 90 seconds. <sighs> don't come too close. I didn't have a chance to brush my teeth. Okay, you were only... 22 minutes late. It's, it's, the lateness is, I apologize to everyone in the room for the lateness, no, but, but it's, it's more that I, I woke up. Our, our recording appointment began at 1230 and Jake was in here, what? 1225. I woke up 1224. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we can talk about since the strike is over? What? How much I fucking hated Barbie. Oh. Finally, we can finally discuss how bad Barbie was. What did you think of Barbie? I really enjoyed the movie. Like watching it, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I laughed. It made me feel good. I really enjoy Margot Robbie as an actor. Like yeah. I loved I Tanya. I've pretty much enjoyed her and everything I've seen her in. Yeah, I'm also such a sucker for anything that is about the narrative about like pain and loss are the things that make human life life and make like sure. and, like that stuff always really gets me so I left being like really happy with it and yeah. then I heard there was a lot of critiques I heard about like it was mostly about men Ken got all the funny like that, there was like stuff like that and I was like okay I hear those critiques those didn't come up to me when I was watching it but I hear those right. and I've had a lot of conversations with people that I thought is interesting right. what are your feelings my feelings are it was a wildly successful movie that brought a lot of women together and I think that's great and I was rooting for it even after I decided I didn't like it. But I think men make bad movies all the time. And Barbie is a bad movie made by a woman. Therefore, I'm rooting for it. Why do you think Let it was a woman bad? Make a ba Are you kidding? It was bad in every single way. Okay. First of all, it felt like they didn't even have an understanding of how logistically Barbie land versus reality was going to work before they started making the movie. I don't understand... Oh, I don't think they understood the logistics of the relationship between these two worlds, how you get there, do they know about each other, all that kind of stuff. I get that it's fantasy and there are some things that you have to like, trust me, I've seen Harry Potter. Like I can I can put away reality and I can accept things that don't make total sense uh -huh. for the purpose of it's magical, it's not real. It, this, I don't even feel that the movie makers knew how this was supposed that's, to kind wait, of Wait, Talia, work. that's so interesting because that specifically is one of my favorite parts about the movie. I thought okay. they landed so nicely in a space where it's like, it's just silly. Like, it's like you go down this pier and you kind of end up in Barbie land. Like, I thought it was like, we didn't get caught up in the logistics of like, what are the rules of this? It's like, it, 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 it allowed space to actually just right. play with the thing of her coming back and forth between these two worlds and right. like that there was a precedent for it with the boardroom I thought was funny. Like, I enjoyed that it wasn't a sci-fi movie in that way. Like, they just kind of let it have this nebulousness. I know that maybe it's a little hard to like, maybe for some people that kind of affects the emotional stakes because it makes the reality feel thinner. Mm -hmm. That's not how I felt. I get that there there is... The thing about this movie is that you could find like an artistic 
comment that rebuttals every critique that I probably have. That's just art in but general. That's art. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I believe that my critiques are extremely valid. Okay. <laughs> I also. <laughs> Like I, every time I hear somebody else's rebuttal for it, like yours, I'm like, okay, bullshit. Like that was, how long did it take you to come up with that? To like, to like make an excuse for this Wait, but, very big problem in the movie. But I don't think it was a problem. I know that you don't. And I respect your artistic opinion because I think that you are like a legitimate, you really have deep thoughts about art. And I really like your perspective as a consumer of art, but like everyone <laughs> on Twitter who's like, no, it's really just because well, I'm like, okay, nice excuse. You don't have to fight this hard for Greta Gerwig. Okay. I Greta Gerwig, I love you. <laughs> like I'm just like so annoyed at this movie. Everything about it. I wish I well, had woken up earlier are, so I like, could have more thoughts on it. Not to. I I do feel like in general you are someone who like if everyone is like unanimously loving something, you're prone to be like, well, no, I hate that. I resent that analysis of me. I am not a contrarian. That's the word you're looking for. I was. No, I'm that was a the huge, word I was avoiding. <laughs> I am a huge fan of things. I'm I one of my favorite sayings is it's basic because it's good. I love things that are widely loved all the time. I'm not inclined okay. to hate something because a lot of people like it. Okay. What's an example? I loved um I don't know, whatever. I like a lot of stuff that a lot of people <laughs> like. I saw this movie and I legitimately like I almost walked out. I was so angry at it. And wow. I've never had this type of reaction to a movie in years. Like I was so and but but here's what I didn't do. Here's how you know I didn't do this to be a contrarian. Because I did not share my opinion for a very long time. Sure. Because I wanted to let women enjoy the movie. And not that my opinion would sway ticket sales at all. No, but sure. I wanted to see this movie hit a billion and not get a ton of flack because of what I previously stated, which is that men make shitty movies that make no fucking sense all the time and they still make a billion dollars. I hope that Greta Gerwig gets her praise. Clearly it was a huge feat to make this movie. It's extremely impressive to have this movie hit the numbers it did in the box office. So I'm so proud of it. But fuck this movie. I literally, <laughs> if I ever hear about it again, I'm going to bang my head against a wall. It's one of the worst movies I've be... ever seen. It's, <laughs> but it I already mean, hit a billion dollars, so you can't get mad at I me. I really liked it. Good. Did, like, you didn't think it was funny? Like, I don't know, like, that, like, when <laughs> there's the whole scene where she runs into, like, the ghost of the woman who created Barbie, and then what she's- What the like, fuck was that and about? Then, no, and then when he goes, oh, like, she lives on the eighth floor or whatever, like, that was funny. No, that's it a wasn't. Good, First of all, Will Ferrell- Never funny. That's 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 we have to start there if we're gonna get this opinion out there. Okay, sorry. It should be noted that when Talia and I negotiated the deal of making this entire <laughs> podcast, I said I didn't want to shit talk celebrities because I may want to work with them one day. Like I would love to be in a Will Ferrell movie. I explicitly said that. And Talia comes in. It's like I want to take a shit dump on Greta Gerwig and everyone in this movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait till you find out my, how I feel about Martin Short. Stop! I truly. <laughs> I'm never going to have a career. Let's make it very clear. Me not liking these people's art is not me saying that these people are bad people or Jake saying anything about these people. This is Talia having an opinion <laughs> about their art. I'm allowed to fucking hate. What's that guy from Parks and Recreation? Chris Pratt? No. Rob Lowe. I hate him though. No, Rob Lowe's great. Aziz Ansari? Oh, he's so annoying, but no. <laughs> Let's this just is decimate everybody. This is What's the one with the weird face? They, Nick Offerman? No. I've named every male. Ben Schwartz? No, he's so funny. Come on, you know I love Ben Schwartz. 
Who am I thinking of? Um, the one who's married to Amy Poehler's character. Oh, Adam Scott. Oh, Adam Scott. Oh my God. We're cutting this segment. These are all people <laughs> I look up to and enjoy their work. So this we can is- all be have opposite. It makes you look so much better in their eyes that you're defending them against me. It's not. Look, if somebody called me up, not that they're ever going to now and say, you know, we want to put you in Adam Scott. I don't think Adam Scott would be offended that I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would. I think a lot of people have more sensitive egos than you think. What? You know what? Then that's their fucking problem. That whole Martin <laughs> Short thing going viral, everyone was like, how dare you talk about Martin Short? I'm thinking if Martin Short gets his feelings hurt by this after a career in comedy spanning decades. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he's fine. He's the problem. What a fucking loser. Okay, but. But he didn't. I think he's fine. Did he engage with fine, him? Yeah, but yeah. People are saying, oh, Martin Short, protect Martin Short. Martin Short can read a negative opinion. He's Martin Short. Whatever. But my point is, okay, Will Ferrell's part in that movie. Here's what I think about Barbie. I think they put in a lot of um, famous people in that movie for the purpose of the huge, gigantic, extremely successful, beautifully done PR campaign behind it. Um, But to have all those celebrities in there was not necessary and was just for the PR aspect. What was the role of Will Ferrell being with the Mattel people. It just, first of all, a movie made by Mattel critiquing Mattel and capitalism rung very hollow for me. I understand that that was like the whole point and that's the whole joke, but I just can't accept it. Um, I don't, the whole, oh, Margot Robbie is not the person you want to cast to make this point. Like that's not, this is, is this really going to be the funniest line in this fucking movie? Like I just like, everything about I I wish I woke up earlier so I could have made notes but what movie did you want this to be a better one no but like what more specifically like what did you because I guess I went in like my big thing was like like I under I hear what you're saying about like Mattel and like the movie like criticizing capitalism and Mattel like is a little hollow but I think it like I was expecting it to be much worse because I was like wow Mattel I mean like Mattel's like grip on their IP is so strong that I was like, I didn't think the movie was going to give anything. And it like did a bit. I don't think the best thing I should feel when walking out of the theater is, wow, I thought it was going to be so much worse. Like That's not what I'm saying. No, I know. But like in this <laughs> aspect, like I did feel that way too. I thought it was going to be worse in terms of the Mattel thing. And I don't think that's a good feeling to have. I don't understand the point. I felt that there were so many plot lines <laughs> and characters who were unnecessary and never proved necessary. Their plot lines were never closed fully. Why, what is the reasoning for having the crazy Barbie be the one who knows the answers to what Barbie must do? Why was Barbie questioning death before she fell off of her house? There were certain things that like made no sense and were never accounted for. And the whole twist being that America Ferrera was the one playing with the Barbies was not a twist. It was completely predictable. And what the fuck was the point of having them in that movie? America and her daughter. What's her name? Gloria and the daughter. I felt that their storyline served very little purpose. I get that it was supposed to be the central theme, but it made no sense except to stick this random feminist monologue in the middle. <coughs> like I felt that the movie, a good movie shows rather than tells. And this movie didn't show anything except it like had all the points it was trying to make crammed into one monologue and stuck in the middle of the movie with nowhere to go. And 
none of the characters really reached a point where I'm like, oh, that's why they're there. It all felt like, oh, they're there for the PR aspect of having this person in the movie. They want to make sure that this person's face is in the movie. And I felt that the whole montage at the end, close your eyes, now feel. What the fuck does that mean? What does it mean? You can't just string a bunch of words together. I and thought a bunch that of part was really nice. Why? You can't just have a bunch of people together who are women and be like, it's a feminist movie. And they, but and I don't like, think that part was feminist. I think that part was about, like, I thought part of it was about, that was the part where she was, there's the intangible nature of like, what does it mean to be human? Like that was more, that was like what that part was contending with. Like the same but, part when but, she was looking up at the trees. Make, when, when, no, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. Every single thing, it felt so fragmented, this movie. Nothing connected with the thing before. Like it just felt like, oh, now we're going to talk about what it means to be human and have this montage here where she's looking at the trees. Now we're going to talk about mother-daughter relationships. We're never going to close anything out. Nothing is going to connect. Nobody's storyline is going to come to a full close. I really feel like we watch different movies. <laughs> I know. Maybe I need to watch it again and write down. Because I feel like you're kind of like coming at it from two angles. That like you're saying it shouldn't, it should show, not tell. But then the parts where it did show and didn't tell, you're saying didn't make sense. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like I think it didn't do a good job of showing rather than telling. And I think it, it stuck that monologue in there just to make sure that it I got would, all the points. I think across. the monologue definitely felt very like, okay, this is the thing. Like that part for sure. But it was like you just want to make sure that all these things get in the movie without actually having to write them in in a in a smart way. I thought the parts about. I thought the part where she was looking up at the trees, the part with Rhea Perlman at the end, like I thought those were, that was Rhea Perlman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought those parts were very nice and made me cry. I think they were nice. They were pleasant, but like what was, what were they doing there? And her final, spoiler alert, the final like big I'm a woman moment was she's going to go to the gynecologist. I think I actually, I like, I might've thrown my drink at the screen. Like I actually was so angry. Okay. We need to move on though. How was your week? We don't have time to talk about my week now because we have to go to calls. Calls. Ooh, I like the title of this one already. This is like, sounds like it's going to be juicy. Hi. So I have this problem with meeting married men on the DL. And I'm not going to stop because it's fun. But anyway. Um, Wait, pause. Icon. Icon, icon, icon. I'm not going to stop because it's fun. <laughs> However, moving forward. Okay, wait. Sorry, we have to play. That really made me laugh. That's so funny. Um, one of them, I stopped meeting for a while, but he wanted to start meeting up again. And I was like, cool, that's fine. But he has now convinced his husband to start meeting guys with him. But the thing is, he wants me to meet him and his husband together but pretend like I've never met him before. And I just feel like that's too far. Any thoughts would be <laughs> uh, helpful. Thanks. <laughs> okay, my advice. Go for it. Um, if you want it, if he wants you to do all that, you should quote him a rate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's like sex work at that point. Like pretend like you want him to like perform. You want it. He wants you to like perform a full scenario that's not true. Like it reminds me. Sorry, I'm in Gilmore Girls head because I was watching it last night. It reminds me of when that kid Marty, like introduces himself to Rory as a different person, like or is like don't tell her that you know me. It's like a very unfair thing to do to somebody to make them pretend that you don't. No, I don't know that Gilmore Girls weapons, but yeah, no, I think it's like yeah, the the, the listener as well. Anyway, I'm tired. Go ahead. 
That's all I had to offer. No, I think it's like, I think it's like, if you don't want to do it, don't. Like, I think you tell him like, well, one, you quote him a rate. Two, if that's not, if you're not interested in that, that, alleged, what is like the ver- opposite of allegedly where it's like, I'm technically telling someone to do something illegal. So I'm like, don't actually hold me liable for that. Um, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, but You um, are not liable. <laughs> we are but, not liable for this. No, but like, I think you tell him, cause it's like, all this guy is doing is basically passing the buck onto you for him to deal with this uncomfortable situation, which right. is that like, either he thinks it'll be weird if it comes up that you guys hooked up before, or he does it, he wasn't supposed to be hooking up before. And so he's hiding that from his husband. And it's like, either way, like you're the one married to the guy. It's your job to deal with the uncomfortability of it. It's not mine. So you say like, look like it's either two fifty an hour <laughs> or it's like, or it's like you have to tell your husband or like, we just don't bring it up. I don't know. I don't think you should fully do something you're really uncomfortable with, like for the sake of this other person's comfort. Right. Agree. I have nothing else to add. I love you though. Beautiful advice. I keep on hooking up with married men who are on the DL. Well, I'm not is he stop. on the DL if he's married to another man? That's not DL. Right? I guess if you're cheating on him, it's still DL. Yeah, I think he meant I'm hooking up with them on the DL. Like, we're not talking about it. Hi. Um, I'm a senior in high school, and I just turned 17. And I know that this might be, like, kind of difficult to answer because I'm assuming neither of you um, have been in a same-sex relationship with a girl. But um, <laughs> this can kind of apply to any sex relationship. But, um, so I don't know if I dated this girl, but she and I were like really close friends and we would make out a lot (laughs) and she was my first kiss, my first everything. And it's been about a year now and I am pretty sure I was in love with her, um, which I know is kind of a bold statement because I'm only 17, but I really did love her. And so she's been texting me kind of like we're friends and I haven't really been responding, but she's been sending me, you know, screenshots of her listening to songs that we used to say were ours, like you dated and this stuff girl. like that. So I just don't know if I should try to be her friend. She, I forgot to mention, she did me really, really, really wrong. Like, she talks shit about me and my family. She told everyone about my mental health issues. She's a horrible person. (laughs) But I don't know if I've moved on enough to kind of just get over it. (laughs) But she did give me a kind of good apology. So I want to know what I should do. Okay, thank you. I love you guys, by the way. I love you guys so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, I've never experienced, I've never experienced such a, like, as I'm writing the advice in my head as the call is going, such a hard pivot. Hard pivot. (laughs) Oh, by the way, she sucks and is bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm sorry that happened to you. 
Seriously. And that's so sweet that you, you fell in love. That's because my original advice was going to be like, you got to tell her how you feel now. What is it? It's like, cut the cord, cut the cord girl. If she like did something that hurtful to you and and you're describing the apology as like kind of good. It's like, cause this is the other thing that happens in high school. I think depending on where you grew up and if you're queer, Mm -hmm is like there's an innate scarcity mindset okay that like because it's like there's the people in your high school that you could date like and then like when you're queer that's so much smaller usually yeah that it's like you're like the thoughts of like well how much can I forgive or like get over are so much smaller where Mm. it's like girl like this is so bottom of the barrel do you know what I mean like in the scope of like women that are going to be available to you in your throughout your life right that's like like this person who like, first off the fact that the entire time you're like, we kind of date. It's like, you said you had songs made out, did everything together. You, you dated. dated. You dated. <laughs> you dated. You and dated that and makes her betrayal so much more like pointed. Shit and talk to your family and your mental health is like sort of really high hitting. Really like, bad. Like not high, like high score in like the bad department. And also the mean? type of person who like uses your misery and your your stories or whatever, your gossip as fodder for other people's conversations is a person who probably won't, despite the apology, it's a pattern that's gonna continue. It's like, she lacks substance, she's using you, it's mean. It's also such a recurring theme in all of these calls is like the fucking people who, it's like people who are able to show up emotionally when the, the relationship isn't actually happening. Right. But then like can't when the relationship is happening. It's like, that's, gonna be a continued behavior that's not like that's not like a coincidence like oh they just weren't they didn't think to show me when it's like no they were beat they can't show up in a relationship like that's quite simply what it is i think there's only one thing to do and you probably know the answer kind of secretly i think it's hard if i think it's so that's another thing that sucks about high school Mm -hmm. is like cutting someone off you can't you're in yeah, it's, you're in it. You're in it. You're gonna see her every day. I think definitely be cordial. We're not saying go back and like be mad about what she did, but I don't think you should forgive so easily. Beautiful quality that you have, fear forgiveness, but put it away. You should forgive on the surface, but don't forget. Forget is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think you should not. No, you should not try and date this girl. There, there are other fish in the sea, and it doesn't feel like there it, are many other fish in the sea. There's like at least there's like one better fish in the sea than this. Like this, this is as you said, it's bottom of the barrel. It's not worth it. I think you should try to sort of disconnect. Don't be mean. Don't be harsh because it's high school and you have to see them every day. But try to disconnect is my only 100%. advice. Next call. Love that the high schoolers call us. It means we're cool. It makes me feel so cool, and that's so lame because like I'm 30, no, but I'm but like they high are, like us. They are the decider of what's cool, and they've decided. Hi guys, I love you guys. Um, I just left a message, but it was too long, so I'm gonna try to keep it short this time. We love an my edit. kind of girl. Um, here's my situation. Basically, there's a guy that I have seen on and off since 2019. We met in grad school, and then we both dropped out, and we now live in different states. We've lived in different states since 2019. Okay. Um, and the, he's visited my area, and we've gone camping, and on a few different occasions, we've kind of kept in touch on and off, no pressure. He makes me feel very comfortable. He's a nice guy. Not, like, the shitty nice guy, but, like, I feel comfortable with him. I care about him. He's a good person. 
basically, it's been over a year since I've seen him. And since then, I have gone off of Adderall and I've gained 50 pounds. And 50? I don't know if I need to tell him. I don't know if I even feel like, I don't know what to do. It's going to be like, I don't know if it's going to be a shock to see him. I post pictures of myself on my story that he sees, but not really of like my whole body. So maybe I'm not confident in myself yet with this extra weight. I still want to lose weight. He's also always been a bigger guy. He's has a belly and stretch marks. So like part of me thinks he wouldn't care. Maybe, maybe that's not the right way to put it. I don't know. What should I do? Should I see him? Should I check it out? Should I warn him? I'm <laughs> fat now. I don't know. Okay. Thank you guys. Bye. I didn't know you gained weight when you went off Adderall. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I don't know really much about Adderall because I took it once in college and have never felt sicker in my literal life. I, the most, the skinniest I ever got was when I started Adderall. And then I had a really hard time keeping the weight off when I went off Adderall. Wow. And now, I mean, medications will do that. I'm on Lexapro. I just started two weeks ago. Everybody clap. Congrats. And um, hence the sweatpants. I genuinely, I feel that I've gained like 30 pounds all of a sudden. I feel You so. haven't. Thanks, God. You calling me skinny? <laughs> but no, I, I medications, whatever. I I relate hardcore, and like one of the big like things of my life is figuring out: Do I want to dress flattering, or am I trying like for this date? Am I trying to dress flattering and fashionable, or is the biggest part of my clothing choices and my struggles with clothing about covering my weight? It, like I think that is what it really is for me. Like hiding what I actually look like without hiding it and putting on something fashionable. I think that is, I think only girls who've had their weight go up and down will understand when dressing is not so much about looking fashionable. The most, the more, the most confident you can possibly feel when it comes to clothes is the clothes that make you feel the skinniest and look like yeah, no, totally. the skinniest without looking like this, like you're hiding, like totally. in sweatpants. No, totally. But, um, okay, here's what I think you should do. I think you are, it's going to be so in your head when you're hanging out with him. Is he surprised? Is he not? Oh my God, did I catch him off guard? I wish I could say you should care less about his feelings, but we both know. Not an option. It's, yeah, it's human <laughs> it's nature. You're going to care about what he's thinking and it's going to take up a lot of your brain space and make the date and whatever you guys do a lot less fun. And you don't want that. Right. So what I think you should do is something I've actually done on more than one occasion. I have a lot of experience with this. You bring it up when you're talking to him on FaceTime or something or texting casually, but not as like a warning. You don't owe anybody a warning. And it sounds really silly if you say, I'm just going to warn you. But I think you should say, oh, I feel so sluggish lately. I just went off my meds and I've definitely gained weight just so that he knows. And then honestly, not that you I'm not I'm want to be very clear. I'm not advising you that he needs a warning. I'm saying I think it'll help if you give him a warning so that you can stop thinking about is he surprised or not. You need to get this off your chest. So just be like, ugh, like I feel so sluggish. Like how I just said, I just started or went off a medication. I feel so gross. Like I definitely gained weight and he's gonna be like, oh no, I'm sure you look great. But now he knows, now he knows the reason. So then you can stop thinking about it and stop letting it take so much of your brain space. What do you think? My advice is similar, but different. I think like, I do think like the, 
the framing it as like this thing that you're insecure about, that you're nervous about, that you are thinking might be a reason he's not into you. If you present it to that someone, to someone in that way, it will be received that way. Yeah. And like, that's just always the truth is when someone presents something as like, I'm really sorry that this is this way. It's like, you're, you naturally receive it as a problem because it's being presented as a problem. Right. Whereas when it's just presented as reality, people are less likely to like judge it. But I think as the person you're really, af you're so afraid of being judged that you're like, let me preemptively judge it for you so that I don't look like I don't know it's bad. Yes. But it's like in reality, just be the, like look the way you look and someone's going to like it and someone's not going to like it. And like, you don't look more stupid for liking how you look and someone else not liking it. than if you're like, I also don't like it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So in my mind, it's like, don't even like, I would say, like, don't even present it as like, oh, I feel so gross lately. Like right. in my mind, you mentioned, you mentioned um, not posting photos, like full body photos on your stories. Start. Mm, that's smart. Like, start posting full body photos because if that's what you look like, and did I feel like she said she doesn't want to lose weight? Like she's feeling she likes she's feeling it. confident. Yeah, like, and even if you do want to lose a little little bit of weight, like. Do, like your body's not like something to be horrifically ashamed of. Like we of all have not. and not, I'm not doing the whole body positively. Like love your body. Your body's right. perfect. But it's like, like the shame and like the hiding and the photos on Facebook that are on Instagram that are from here up. Like right. that's creating your own prison. Like just post a few, like post, go out over the next couple of weeks before you see him. Cause he lives in another state. Right. Get some full body shots up there. So, you know, he's seen them and then it's not a thing. Right. You know, Jake says the healthy advice. Mine is the easier advice. Is it though? I mean, I guess it does take a certain level of confidence to post I think the photo online. Yeah, it, but it's to overcome the barrier that you have within yourself to stop setting the barriers and post the full body totally. photo. It's very hard and might take a lot longer than the span of time in which she's going to see this guy. So I'm saying yeah. if she wants like the easy way to kind of get this thing out of your head, just be like, oh yeah, I feel like I've gained weight. Just like let him know in a casual way. You don't have to frame it though. I think I will retract what I said about feeling schlubby and gross. You don't have to frame it as that. You don't have to say, oh, I feel gross. You can just somehow say like, oh, I went on my right, vacation. Right, like you could be like, I think I like look a little different. But or I like, oh, like I have it. to go shopping this week because I gained like I right. gained some weight and my old fall clothes don't fit. Like yeah. I, there are, I hear what you're saying. I guess I'm just like, if what if you want to do something that's gonna deal with this situation and maybe also help you feel better overall. Overall, yeah. Maybe start just like not hiding your body as much. I know, but it's just so much easier said than done. Oh. Which is why I we'll know. give the alternative I mean, advice. Trust me, I mean Yeah, yeah, you know I, too. I get it. Like but, deeply get it. Yeah, but his is definitely the better advice. Um, in a sequel to Parentheses Bear, do you want to hear my new favorite message I got this week on Grindr? Please hit me. Tell me. You're going to love this one. Hey, you're really good on Talia's podcast. Ah! <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. And the worst part is, guys, the worst part is like, Jake always shows up here five minutes early. <laughs> Jake is so invested. And obviously I'm invested, but I do not show it the way that Jake does. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> My podcast. It's your podcast. It's also like on every clip on TikTok because you have a blue check mark and I don't, you'll comment and everyone will be like, oh, that's the girl in the video. And they'll like, like a hundred times and then I'll say something and it's like two likes. Why don't you have a blue 
check mark. Because I'm not famous. No, we're going to get you one. How, the, you, what do you just call Mr. I'm TikTok? I'm not famous either. Yeah, you call Mr. TikTok. All right, call Mr. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, give me a blue check. Don't worry, I'll get my people on there. So I can promote. <laughs> they listen. The boys listen. They'll, they'll get on it. Okay, perfect. No, you need a blue check. All right. <laughs> I don't really know what it does, but. It doesn't do anything. I guess people respect I you was a little bit more. I was expecting like a cool new perk, like whenever Absolutely not. I got it on Instagram or whatever it was and it, yeah, <laughs> it went away. But, um, so what did you respond? I didn't. I said, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. That's and so And clearly they funny. listen to Talia's podcast, so they'll hear it. Oh my God. <laughs> thank you so much for everybody who listened to my podcast this I've week. also received like dozens of messages that just say parentheses bear. Like I've received no. like dozens of DMs and messages. It's the funniest thing Oh, it's ever. so funny. I love it. I did absolutely. Did you ever respond to the original parentheses bear? I don't remember if I did. Jake, it's so funny. I no, I love it. I think it's very funny. <laughs> You're so hot. And I loved how all the comments were like, Something, something, a compliment, parentheses, bear. bear. Parentheses, bear. This podcast is so funny. Parentheses, bear. <laughs> it really is. Thank you so much for coming to Talia's podcast. Parentheses, bear. We love no, you all so, so much. I'm and sorry. I got mad at you earlier for shit talking Barbie. I just don't want my hopes and dreams to be dashed because someone sees a video of me. Okay, we can cut it. We don't have, no, because then there's I really minutes. do like think, honestly, I think that A, it's my opinion and not yours. And you do a very good job of distinguishing when you're, when you're not agreeing with me, B, I we're all allowed to say like no. an opinion. It, would it be is a better bad for the podcast, and it is better for you as a like. I have lived so much of my life afraid of offending people and afraid of closing a door or cl afraid of burning a bridge that right. would later lead to something. That I have like, I think sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm making myself boring because I'm not. I'm so unwilling to be controversial. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Me, I've hit that point in the career too with TikTok and Twitter, and I'm very scared, and it's making me very limited and it's really hard. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. And so it's like, I think it's probably a good thing that you push the boundaries the other way. Right. You know what I mean? But, but I do think that there's a distinction that you have to remember between sharing an opinion on somebody's art versus sharing something that could actually very well ruin your chances and an opportunity. If somebody were thinking of you for a role. Yeah. And Will Ferrell were involved in the project. And someone shows and them a video where- you didn't get it was because your co-host said, I don't like a lot of Will Ferrell's comedy. Sure. First of all, it wouldn't happen. It's ridiculous. But I also think that that, that in itself is like insane. I know. I was just raised to be so afraid of consequences. Yeah. I learned a lot about this in a psychic reading I had a few months ago. Yeah, um, yeah it was a big thing. Um, <laughs> did I tell you that I had a psychic reading where five no, minutes I in- I really want to have one. I had a psychic reading in which five minutes in, I was laying on my living room floor sobbing. No. Sobbing. In New York? Yeah. Can I get the number? Absolutely. Oh my well, God. Well, she's in LA. You do it over the phone. Okay. But literally, like, and they, it's so funny because they send you the audio recording after. She sends you the audio recording after. And so crying. literally she says one thing and you just hear, <sighs> and like, I, like, I know at that moment I just like laid down and this was like crying for the next hour. What was this big revelation? It's like a, it was like a larger thing. Like it okay. was like, it was, but like, it it was like, she was able to say something about the way I lead my personal life, my creative life, my acting, like my acting, my writing, my comedy, and my personal life. She like hit the thing that connects all of them in a way that like was, like it wasn't even crying like I'm sad. It was like, that is so deeply correct. Whoa. And I like, it was like, I was like sick from it. You felt so seen. It was like so seen. And then also realizing that now that that has been seen, I can like work on it and move past it. 
Oh, good for you. Okay. I mean, I don't know that I have yet, but it was like, I mean, I guess I can talk. I'm like, how much time do I have left? It was like, we're fine. It was like about like fear of like, it was like what we're talking about. It was like about fear of punishment and fear of consequence. And it's like when you're in a relationship, you're afraid it's not like you're afraid like in, in dating, in creative work, you are so afraid of it leading to a bad consequence of you getting punished for it that you are not actually, you can't operate from a place of actually doing it because you're just trying, you're thinking ahead. Right. So it's like in acting, you're so afraid of it being bad, you're not, you can't be good. Mm. In a relationship, you're so afraid of it not being the right thing that you can't be present to see if it is. In Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and like, it was like, because did I tell you about this summer? Like, because like this summer with the strikes and stuff, but also I was fortunate enough to have booked a bunch of work, like, it wasn't like I was rich, but like I was able to navigate not having to work a ton because like I could pick up a bartending shift here or there. Or like we're doing the podcast or I have like this brand deal, but like right. I got to have like a very luxurious summer where like most of my days I could like go to the gym and go out. And like for the first few months of it, I felt this huge weight above me that I was going to get punished for it. I was like, you're having an amazing life and amazing time right now. You live in New York city and get to like explore and do fun things every day. You love where you live. I was like, positive that there was like a the other shoe was gonna the drop. other shoe was gonna drop the boomerang was gonna come back and I was about to get fucked over and that's when I had this psychic reading where she was like why do you think that like you were so afraid that like you were gonna a negative con that there's a punishment coming for joy and right. I was like oh god I and like realizing I thought that way in my entire life you know I love you I love you too oh, that is so sweet you are like not sweet but like it is so it's so good that you had that and you were able to identify the feeling. Yeah. I mean, it was like, but it, it's true, you know? Like, it's nice to, like, get try to move more and more towards a place of, like, because it's also that thing of, like, being trained to be really humble and, like, right. not expect much. Right. Is, like, when you get a lot, you're like, well, it's that thing of, like, I think a lot of people, it's why people love the narrative of, like, when you win the lottery, it ruins your life. Because it's like, well, something good happens, so then obviously everything after that has to be bad. Because, right. like, karmic justice. And it's like, I don't think that's how karma works. No, it's not. Do you know what I mean? But do you believe in karma? <sighs> like, yes and no. Like, I think, like, I think, like, yes and no in the sense that, like, I don't think it truly works in the sense, like, because if, like, karma in the way I think it often gets talked about like was true then like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk would both exactly. be struck, struck by lightning four times a day and have like syphilis you that's know what I mean? how I feel yeah but like when I see those two men do I clearly without a doubt see that there is like an emptiness within them that is consuming them whole that they are running from yes and like could one argue that that is karmic justice for the other like maybe does it like make it fair the the damage they inflict on the world like no. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I, I could hear like that argument. And I also do think that like the world is bigger than the universe and existence is bigger than just like this thing we're doing right now. Right. And so maybe karma does fully makes more sense when you are able to zoom out to like whatever is beyond or whatever. But I like I do think you see things like come back. You right. know what I mean? I think that like a lot of the things I have gotten in my life have come from doing good things or being good to people earlier on or whatever. And right. I think I know a lot of people who like maybe got ahead of me earlier, but were shitty who now have stuck are stuck because like their actions are catching up to them. Right. So I do think it exists in some regards, but I don't think it's as like neat and perfect as it gets talked about. You're th that was so beautifully said. You, you painted like such a picture for me. <laughs> are you just like gassing me up? Cause I was mad at you earlier. No, <laughs> like I just thought that was like beautifully Thank you. said. 
nothing to add. Yeah. I still don't believe in karma or God anymore, but I do believe. Okay. Do you, but do you believe in like flat nothing? Like die cut to black? It's over? No, 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 no. No, not at all, actually. I really do believe in the presence of, I don't necessarily believe in an afterlife, like on the good place type thing, but I do believe that your loved ones or whoever dies doesn't actually go away. I really do think yeah. there's like a veil between the living and the dead that it's very comforting for me to think that like whoever died did not completely cease to exist. Like yes. they are present. But do I believe that there is a reason for, I shouldn't say I don't believe in God. I really hate the saying there's a reason for everything. I understand how that can be comforting. And I do like to think that like what's meant for me will find me, but I don't think there's a reason for everything. And I really don't like the saying like, you know, that like God has a plan because like in the, then why then why does so many things happen like i still have not received a sufficient explanation i know i feel like for me what it is is it's not that like god has a plan or there's like a specific reason for everything to happen i think what it is like the way i think about it is it's like the world is so vast and complex and interconnected that when you zoom out a little bit far enough mm-hmm. everything that happens everything good and everything terrible leads to good and terrible things. Like, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that a terrible thing that happened is actually good in the long run, but like, you know what I mean? Like there are things that happen, like when you look back on like the scope of your life, it's like there are things that happened that were wonderful moments in your life that would not have happened if something terrible, maybe something that wasn't even related to like 9-11, like, you know, something that like, like, like if that hadn't happened, then like you wouldn't have that. Like, it's like, and it's like, I think it's narcissistic and too simplistic to be like, God did 9-11. God did 9-11 so I could meet my boyfriend five years later. Like something psycho <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? I think some people think about it like that and it's like, that's right. fucking crazy. Right. But it is like, there. I think there is something comforting in knowing that like life is complicated in a way where it's like, it, when you look back, it's not going to have played out in a way you could have ever predicted and it will be a result of all the good and the bad things. Absolutely. And I think that is beautiful. You know? And there it is. I think and it's, that is beautiful. Am I like really making your new Lexapro like work right now? <laughs> no. I, it, it's, it, this is a type of conversation. It's very hard for me to have. This, being the type of person that I am, it's not my favorite thing about myself. Where I'm just so like cut and dry. And I'm so like we're here because we're here. Like that's that's always how I felt. And I know that when you have conversations like this about being like existing and your explanations as I said like you word this beautifully and you really do give this thought and you do make me think in a different way so I'm I'm grateful for you and your perspective but I've always said I don't like participating in conversations about existentialism or the purpose of our lives or why we're here because I find that a a lot of the time it's like the dumb, it's a, it's a dumb man's way of seeming smart to talk about like, why do you think we're on earth? Like it's, it's such a cop out for uh-huh. like a real conversation is to talk about like, why do we exist? But also, but that's what I'm saying is like, I don't feel that you are. No, I hear what you're saying though. But I also just don't care. Like I really like when I, I, it's something that I wish I did, but I've never thought about like, why do things happen? Is karma real? What, what is the reason for this bad thing happening? And is God there? I don't entertain the idea a lot, probably because I just like, I'm sure there's some deeper thing that some psychiatric or psychic is going to tell me one day that's going to make me fall to my knees. That's going to like explain why I don't care. But 
at the end of the day, I just think that I'm like, I'm satisfied with like just being alive and just being here against all odds. And I don't concern myself enough. I mean, I feel similarly with like specifically the afterlife where it's like, I, I remember like, cause I grew up like religion was very polarizing in my hometown. Mm-hmm. There was like a very, have we talked about this before? Yeah. Like the, the crazy religious sect in my ho- my hometown and like oh, the tension no, we between have to that. Oh no, we have that. Yeah, so like I lived in, there was like in my neighborhood growing up, in my town, there was like this really intense boarding and Christian sect. Okay. And one of the families like lived on my street and there was like a lot of tension between the fact that like my family was like Catholic, lazy, like right. loosely, and they were like very Christian, like, we were allowed to read Harry Potter and that was an issue and like we were going to go to hell and they would try to save us all the time and my mom would be like your kids need to stop fucking trying to save my kids like I don't like this and then and they went to this private school that was like funded by this this community that they all went to this private school in town and then when I was in high school it ran out of money and so like my sophomore year maybe all of these like hyper conservative Christian kids who had been in hyper conservative Christian school their entire lives all came to my high school. This is a movie. It was really crazy. And it was, and it was weird because they were their own clique. But like, I was like friends with a group of them because they were my neighbors. Like we Mm -hmm. would play together and like religion stuff would come up, but we'd still play together because like we were just like, it was a dead end road in the woods. Like that's who there was to play with. So it was like, oh, we had been friends when we were little kids. Now we're in high school where like religion kind of is now a bigger deal. The fact that we have these very different belief systems. And then, someone I knew died. One of them died in a car accident. And like the day, the day after she died, the entire, I remember like pulling into school and the entire, all of the parents of these hyper Christian kids and their kids were stood in a circle around the flagpole of our public high school, praying to Christ and then passing out brochures being like, do you want to see her again? Join our church. And I like, experienced a mental like mental break where I was like this is so not okay to me right and after that I realized like oh I was like seeing the fear of the afterlife being weaponized in a way where I was like I can't live caring about what happens after like I I deeply deeply care about being a good person and doing the right thing and like I don't when I leave this earth I hope my legacy (laughs) is that I like made positive change and like that there is like goodness in my wake (laughs) but like I can't care about like fearing this one idea that I might end up punished, you know? And I think I learned it about the afterlife and now I'm trying to apply, I think that same fear of hell that like was put on me as a Catholic and then with these kids when I was a kid is also how I fear every, like I think it's still a fear of hell is like the punishment of all those other things, you know? Isn't that crazy? (coughs) I've been holding this tickle in my (laughs) It's like the worst time to have to cop. I'm I'm like I you need to write this. Have you thought about writing through it? Yeah, probably. I probably should. I think you need to sit down and write a book. Like a self-help book? No. Like I think a you need novel? to write Yeah. That could be good. I'm like I'm disgusted by the brochure imagery. I will never forget the brochure. But it's so interesting how that set you on this different sort of I know. I think about it a lot. Okay. So I'm writing a book. Maybe Everyone that get was excited. the purpose of her in your life. That's not we just said that's See? not how that works. See? Yeah, that's how like I think like I, I that's that, that's the type of thinking that bothers me and that's why I don't even concern it's so two dimensional that's why yeah okay if you want to call in to give your advice about the afterlife or um wait can you use your finger to unlock it so I can read the number <laughs> yes um if you want to call in and give your advice about the afterlife or anything like that 
Guys, the calls have been so good. We love them so much. If you, oh, rate and review. You guys have been rating and reviewing. I want to get to a thousand on both platforms. We're also a lot more people are reviewing on Spotify than Apple Music. I don't know if that's like something about how Apple Podcast is doing, mm. but let's go and rate on both. Let's go and rate on both. Five stars. I love <laughs> reading your reviews. They do make me happy. And then call in with your calls at, oh my God, wait, she didn't put the phone number in this document. I'm going to kill myself. Um, oh wait, yes she did, yes she did. She just highlighted it for me. Ha ha. Nine two nine two six nine four nine six zero. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my wrist so I can just look down and read it every episode. Yeah, That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for coming to wait, Talia's Wait, I never podcast. said, wait, I never once said welcome to Basic Tracing. I noticed that. It's because we were thrown off this morning. And it's because you said it last time. And now I'm completely okay, fucked up. Okay, say it one more time just so we have it in the episode. We're gonna cut this in for later. Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for need... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome help. to Basic Try. Oh no! <laughs> Welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. And this has been Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help, Thank including you for me. For coming to Talia's podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>